HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. On behalf of our family of hosts, staff, and the millions of listeners who have tuned in since 2009, we want to wish you happy holidays and ask for your support as we launch our daily in-house news coverage. Please consider making us a part of your end-of-year giving in 2013. Your membership donation is tax-deductible and the best way to show you believe in our work and the importance of a free, food-focused media resource. Consider donating today at heritageradionetwork.org by clicking the Donate button. Thanks for your support, and enjoy the show. Ho, ho, ho! up behind my head and I won't know. I need no, it here. You can't have a BB gun. <laughs> You'll shoot your eye out. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's your favorite time of year, Judy. It really is my favorite time of year, and I want to jump right into fighting with my boyfriend, but we have to hold that. Wait, wait. We have to hold back on that. <laughs> oh, man, I, can't, I cannot wait. Uh-oh. I can't wait. He's the big Greek guy over there, right? Oh, we're doing better. I mean, come on. <laughs> Oh, yes, man. we have a big studio full of pe- full of gentlemen right now. I like this. Full of gentlemen. Any Jews here? Any, am I the only Jew in this room? Oh my! That's like a first. <laughs> the, the scales have shifted. So, some, my... Somehow, somehow, when we were busy controlling the media, Heritage Radio slipped through our our greasy little fingertips. Well, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday it was three to one, and I was the odd girl out with Mishka and Zach. Yeah, that all Jews. It was fine. Those are right. Jews are okay. <laughs> uh, this is our Holiday Riot Volume 2 X Mess. Like, can you dig it? Yay! Should, should we introduce our guest? Oh my God. So it's a real murderer's row in here. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> Sadly, Santa couldn't make it. Do you know who this is? <laughs> it's Santa Claus. Back on piano, Professor Mickey Finn. How's it going, buddy? 
speaks through the keyboard. Are you going to sing for us today, Judy? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. You're disappointing waves of adoring fans. What's going on? That's Tom Clark. This year he's going to sing a few songs for us today. Oh, now I can't stop myself. Say hi, Tom. Hello. And and then we have these three. This rogues gallery. Um, Alvin, Simon, Theodore. (laughs) I'm definitely not Theodore, I'll tell you that much. I'll be Alvin. He was the cool one. It's the cast. Wait, you have, you have a favorite chipmunk? It's the cast of the upcoming. <laughs> Jack is quick. Yeah, that's Jack Inslee, producer of the stars, in the booth tonight. Obviously, hasn't started Hello. smoking that weed yet. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> quick on weed. There's things you yes, the, things yes, you don't the Christmas know. doobies have been distributed. We have. It's, um, like it's a green Christmas. The hosts of the upcoming Heritage Radio show, uh, eating dis—is it eating disordered? Eating disorders? Eating disordia. It's a. It's a <laughs> Oh, the Latin. Yeah. <laughs> Eating disorder. Yeah, and we're starting a band. We're calling it Acid Reflux is what we're doing. So, you know. We're working That's, on the photos now. Yeah, right now. We're That's, gonna take them in front of a brick wall. That's good, because Bushwick needs another band with a clever name. Yes. Well, none of them live in Bushwick. No. No, 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 no we do not. No, we have no. Wally, mate. I'm still in the East Village with SantaCon. God bless you. Fucking SantaCon. dead. Oh, my East God. Village is dead. <laughs> well, don't say that. Jack Inslee produced for the stars. Oh, I he's nuts. <laughs> I, I am moving on Friday, yeah. You will be the savior of the East Village, Jack. I'm, I'm the sure first person moving from Bushwick to the That's East Village. Bad. It's never been done before. Wow. Yeah. That, that is crazy. crazy. I confirm that. Yes, from Williamsburg to East Village. I don't know. I hear uh, it's like that flip-flop real estate trend. It's actually more affordable to live in the East Village now. Yep. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well. I remember the good old days when shooting dope with Edie Ramon was cool. Now it's cool to dress up like Santa and piss in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I missed SantaCon this year. Good. I, I loved hearing the arguments of the drunken Santas, like, like Cindy, where's my phone, Cindy? And like, like, yo, Bill, like Bob, Joe, you know, like all these like Jersey folks coming in, which I'm not, a, you know, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of, of outsiders coming into my little territory, which I, I might call the East Village. When I see Santa Clauses from like, you know, Pennsylvania coming in and just screaming out all these absurdities in the streets, it really just pisses but me I, off. I, I did enjoy seeing little elves getting finger-banged in my hallway. That was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, Judy, are you getting a tree this year? Well, this is a source of much discussion at home. One of the, one of the people... One of, <laughs> Christmas trees make me really happy. But Spiro wants to make me sad. We apparently. have three cats. With okay, three? you've seen the scene in <laughs> Holiday Vacation and Christmas Vacation. It, it's it is a road to kitty electrocution, is what it is. Okay, we've always which, had which cats. Which is then an inferno to which we will burn. None of them have ever died. <laughs> what about the part where it makes Judy really happy? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, what about really that part? As her skin is blistering. Ho, ho, ho. And the fire it causes. I mean, such cheer. I've no. had tr- I've had trees for many a year. Now. And yes, yes, yes. How and many, not only how have many we cats had... have been electrocuted, Judy. No, no, Zero. no, no, no. But not only have we had trees for many a years, we have pine needles from every tree still <laughs> in the apartment. Souvenirs. Okay. Souvenirs of Christmas past. You have to get a nice get a nice fake one. Yeah. Oh, you're, getting, you're getting dressed, it's July, you're putting on your socks, and you've got a pine needle sticking through your foot. I mean, wonderful. You Listen, Martha sh- Stewart, suck it up and make Judy happy. Yeah, suck it That's up. That's right, suck it up and make Judy happy. Let's have a vote in the studio. Who thinks Judy should get a Christmas tree? Oh, how fair is this? That's Aaron, Aaron Fairbanks in the back waving her hands. Yes, 
Okay. I vote no. Jack. Jack. Sorry. Smoke more of the Christmas doobie, Jack. <laughs> you got to walk in the house with a big white tree like Henry Hill and say, Judy, I got the most expensive one they had. And tinsel is the other one. We have a fight about this. I, like, I get one year, one every other year without tinsel because I keep thinking about ra- racing after the cat with a fucking tinsel fucking nugget hanging out of its freaking tail. But that's the joy. Where, where are you going to hang those beautiful motorhead ornaments I gave you? <laughs> yeah. Do you hate Lemmy? Yeah, he do, hates Lemmy? Yeah, Lemmy's, Lemmy's dying and you're not even going to put his honor him by putting his balls on your tree. Oh, Look, it'd be better to put your balls on his tree. You should get I'm... Lemmy mole ornaments. <laughs> I think I've won this Got argument. All right, so you guys are getting a treat. We're getting a treat. Settled. Yay! All right, next, Spiro. Have you been naughty or nice this year? Nice this year? I mean, I don't fucking know. <laughs> what's what's naughty? What's fucking nice? I mean, the, it's the, a day by day thing. No, when I was a kid. Naughty was relevant to the first couple of weeks coming up towards Christmas, or the last couple of weeks. Didn't matter what I fucking did all year, in those two weeks, if I wasn't, you know, like a complete fucking angel, well, anything <laughs> that happened because my parents were too poor to get me something for Christmas was, oh, you were a dick, all right? So, I mean, that's basically what happened. <laughs> is that the way it is for you guys, too? It's like those last two weeks, I mean, looking for some redemption, uh, the post the period between Thanksgiving and Christmas, is that it? Fuck up all year long, look good behavior for four weeks, praying to get that big red two-wheeler. It's almost like, you know, when you got your report card as a kid and you kind of like, you know, go home and you start doing the dishes and you start mopping up and you start being all nice because you know you're going to get your ass kicked. Uh, Every time Christmas came, I kind of became the report card kid. I started just doing all types of really good things, but I was always somewhat naughty. And I think this year, you know, I was pretty naughty as well. You always had to have a little bit of naughty in it. I grew, up, I grew up in a household where my father, literally, he left, uh, he would leave cookies and doers for Santa. <laughs> Seriously. And every fucking time, Santa drank the doers. Every time. My bike wasn't put together. But, <laughs> so I kind of grew up in this world of extremes where lately in my old age, I've found this, uh, this, this nice, sweet, comfy spot between going to jail and having my kids like me. So I don't really look at naughty or nice, you know. It's just kind of. Listen, Tom, these are a bunch of Brooklyn thugs. You're a nice Midwestern boy. Can you, can you give us a nice Christmas brothers, story? Man, it was. I had four brothers to deal with. It was, but we started planning for Christmas in like July. You know, my brothers would walk down the stairs and they'd write a map of every stair that squeaked and where it squeaked and like you know. I had one brother that sleep till noon on Christmas. He just didn't care. He didn't get it. That's you know, crazy. But he, knew, he knew better. Of us, he knew better. He the rest was smart. Of us, like, I mean. Our house was, you know, looked like Vietnam at the end of Christmas morning. <laughs> it's destroyed, you know. Was that your house too, Judy? Christmas morning? There were five kids, yeah. My, my parents would make us wait till they got up. We would make their lives <laughs> miserable that. until they got up. And then we would go ape shit. And Sometimes my father would want to shave. Oh, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah, it's just me. He's just being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> a festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> what, was, what was the best present you ever got, Judy? I really can't think I used to get presents at, I, I have more memories of bad presents like my mother would always try to make me be someone I wasn't like I'd have two blue mohawks and she'd get me a flower dress with a lace <laughs> collar or something to do with Jesus that would be kind of awesome actually no. <laughs> that would look awesome I mean, was in really, Williamsburg that was maybe. before irony ah. yeah, so that was, yeah that was when I was a teenager we didn't have it you then. didn't tell us at Urban, at Urban Outfitters uh, before that happened yeah. Um, you know, Spiro always does a nice job at Christmas. 
I gave him some suggestions this year because I think he's getting a little complacent. <laughs> Look, man, I mean, that's the other thing I never understood about fucking Christmas presents. Just tell me what the fuck you want. Wow. wow. Spirit of giving. Fa-la-la-la-la. Listen, what the fuck do you Jesus. want? Santa Claus was white. A white American. So so forgive your Greek boyfriend for not understanding. So I know, those colors. So Jesus. Jesus also Jesus. a white American. And actually, I got... I got man, sanity's nuts. Mike, Mike gave me the best Christmas gift I've gotten this year so far. A circumcised and penis. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I know Spiro too well. I know Spiro too well. They go far back. We go back. We go back to. I don't want to know school. that you guys even know this about each other. Ew. His fridge once. I mean, come on. He did. I think that was around Christmas. <laughs> it was around Christmas. <laughs> Keep playing the piano. Help us out here. Say something cheery. Turtlenecks and turtlenecks. <laughs> you know it's bad when Mike gives you a little look. The, mo- the moil song. Yeah, the when you song? horrify it, Mike. <laughs> That's, you've gone too far. Yeah. What was the gift, though? Come on, we have a Mike's taking me to Neil Young on January 9th. That's pretty. Thanks, Mike. That's pretty. <laughs> Thanks. Work, 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 work a little harder. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad well, I got it today because... <laughs> Stepping up his game big time. I got you. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> well, you've been, I don't know whether you've been naughty or nice with Spirit, but you've been very nice to me. 117 I'm... shows later. Wow. Can yeah. wow. yeah. you do it? Maybe, Spirit, you should get you some cha cha heels. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck are cha cha heels? I've been hearing this from the John Waters movie forever. I mean, seriously, what are cha cha heels? They're cha Heels. No, They're backless oh. mules with a big heel. You, you actually know this shit. <laughs> Do they have goldfish in them, like Huggy Bear from Scott Stuffy? Jack, you have the cha-cha heels those, clippers? Those are fishy. Those are fishy, fishy flats. Fishy, fishy yeah. flats. Fishy flats. <laughs> those are platforms. I love those too, but I don't have those. What are you gonna do for Christmas? Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Don, come see what Santa brought you. <laughs> oh Christ, I'm coming. Please, Howard, try to get through this without a fight. I can't stand another one, not on Christmas. I'd better get them cha-cha heels. <laughs> How very sweet of you, dear. Merry Christmas, honey bunch. Hey, wonder what this could be? A fishing rod? <laughs> Won't you join us in a carol before we open our gifts? Oh, Mother. Ah, oh, come on. Don't it act to the spirit. Silent, Silent night. Holy night, all is calm. So John Waters' female trouble, Christmas clip. Sleep in heavenly peace. Sleep in heavenly Aren't the right kind? I told you, cha cha heels, black one. Nice girls don't wear cha cha heels. <laughs> don't touch me, you wear those ugly shoes. I told you the kind I wanted. You ruined my trip. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no, I'm not on trip. 
not on Christmas. Yeah. That reminds me of Christmas growing up because all my relatives are from Philadelphia and they all, Baltimore and Philly have similar accents. And it was always unpleasant with them. <laughs> I never got any cha-cha heels. Actually, my parents are the worst at giving gifts. I mean, they, they really, really, really are. It's Hanukkah. And usually the first night of Hanukkah would be something kind of grand and special, um, like an air hockey table for the, the, me and my brothers. But by day three, we'd be down to like a pair of socks. Yeah. You know, by, by day seven, we'd be like, here's a piece of cork. <laughs> you know? I lost his theme. But, but, they, but they, you, know, you know, then it would be like, you know, so we'd beg and beg and beg for the air hockey table. That would be like kind of like a big thing. But not the spirit of gift giving because they never thought of anything on their own. I remember when my father gave my mother a pair of hiking boots. Seriously, for her birthday because he wanted to go hiking. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, were, they were divorced within months after that. My mother, my mother flipped out one year because my father gave her a book, and it was like the third year in a row she got a book. And she, she was not happy with that. Oh, what kind of book? Like a Fifty know, Shades of Grey? Was it? Yeah, depends <laughs> <laughs> what book it was. Some paperback. A nice no, Danielle look, Steel okay, novel. Shit, not to get kids. Books, fucking sweaters. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, come on. No. Who the fuck wants clothes and fucking books when you're a kid? Best, best uh, gift my parents ever gave me. They actually thought it out. Was do you remember the slot cars with the lane change? I wanted slot cars, but no one the, ever got me slot cars. No, with the lane, with the lane change. change. You got You got the lane change. Lane change. Yeah, that's, and it yeah, worked. That was, yeah, for. Three days and I yeah. broke it. <laughs> but you know the fucked up thing is now, like, because I still think about the slot cards I never got, so I've been looking at them online. And you know they're like twenty six dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's not some like extravagant luxury item that I was led to believe in my youth. But not, nothing ever worked though. I guess like in the in the seventies, like that whole uh, no, the air hockey table was a piece of shit. Fall apart. It was all days. a piece of shit because you'd, you'd watch everything on Saturday morning cartoons through like these like sugary cereal glasses, and you thought everything was just fucking fantastic and then you got it nothing fucking worked like creepy crawlers oh, yeah. you remember that yeah that fucking piece of shit oh do you guys remember the shrunken heads shrunken heads the apple shrunken heads yeah they, they looked they, yeah they were they turned into glop toxic, they toxic shrinky dinks yeah, yeah. listen I was never allowed to get anything that involved an oven or like okay? maybe, that's, maybe that's just Jew paranoia that, no that was probably yeah. a good idea is that just Jew paranoia yeah, I think it was probably a good idea you have an easy bake oven no, little, my little parents, mini Auschwitz. It's a waste of money. It's only a light bulb. It's a waste oh, like, of another money. Another thing I wanted was a light bright, which I was not allowed to have. Oh, because you were going to eat light them? Light. I, I, I never had a light bright. So you, you wanted the easy bake oven and the cha-cha heels. I think you would have looked fabulous. <laughs> you know, I think so. Fuck his eye out with that. I think so. Rocket <laughs> tubes. You remember rocket tubes? Those things oh, yeah. never fucking worked. You know what I really wanted? I wanted a habit trail. I wanted a fucking oh, I wanted one gerbil. Of those too. Oh, wait a, a second. You wanted one and Spirit wanted one? This could be a Habit Trail Christmas. No. <laughs> Three cats. I'm going to go through this again. It would be a carnage Christmas. I already have... I have... Habit Trail of the Dead. <laughs> I have my, uh, what do you call it? My squirrel on the fire escape. Well, Crazy Daisy, tell you what. I think it's time for a musical break. It's a real down-home country Christmas here at Heritage Radio Network and Arts and Seizures. Can you dig it, Judy? I can do it. Tom, Tom Clark, all the way from DeKalb, what do you got for us today? Well, since you just asked me to do this a couple days ago, I, <laughs> in Christmas songs you only play once a year, so you forget them for the rest of the fucking year. I'm going to try to play one by the, um, the great uh, German composer Commander Cody in The Lost Planet <laughs> Airmen. If I can remember it. Daddy's drinking up our Christmas gonna be some hard times this year no tree no stockings no presents just bottles of christmas cheer no new 
frigid air for mama No toy train for brother Jim Daddy's drinking up our Christmas Don't know what's gonna become of him Quit his job last Friday Passed his last paycheck Mama ain't seen a cent The cupboards are empty The phone's turned off Where we gonna come up with the rent? We ain't seen Daddy For three days and nights Tommy's pa said he saw him at the track Daddy lay down that bottle If you hear my prayers Dear Mom and me want you Christmas this uh, this year, Mickey. Uh, Jersey. Jersey. Oh, nice. A Jersey Christmas. Sorry to hear that. Yeah, I sound, sound like you're a veteran of the Jersey Christmas. Join with us now. Uh, we've got uh, Erica from Let's Get Real and Lady from Word of Mouth, two of our very favorite Heritage Radio Hello. Network hosts. Shalom. Out with the boys and in with the goyles. <laughs> Shalom. But, out, but out with the goys. Out with the goys. Yeah, finally, all right. finally I got, got some, uh, some, uh, some blood. The paisan. Yeah. <laughs> Another Jew. Mishpruka. The Jew and the Asian girl. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing us in. <laughs> We're feeling real left out. Yeah. We're the sad kids who on Christmas never got any. I presents. had hot pot. She had hot pot. I had yeah, enemies. Lady, you were telling me you had Christmas envy. Yeah, I have Christmas envy because I had, um, at some point in my life, a perfunctory Christmas tree. It was perfunctory. Perfunctory. <laughs> <laughs> it had no needles. Yeah. Where, yeah. Did, where did you grow up? Southern California. I was born in Taipei. And my mother did not use the oven, so therefore the turkey was <laughs> struggling and the Christmas was sad. Aww. Why did your mom not use the oven? Uh, because Asian people don't use ovens. They don't bake. Oh. Actually, yeah, we use walks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I guess, like, I'm thinking of it, there is no baked thing in Asian food, yeah. Only in Hong Kong because of the British. Ooh. 
there's like a you know Chinese bakeries from Hong Kong, but they're not very good. <laughs> but that's from the British. <laughs> it's true. You never. Yeah. When's the last time you got a pot roast at a Japanese restaurant? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> well, you know, when you have like what three billion people to feed, <laughs> ovens take too long. You got to get it done quick. What about you, Erica? Movies and Chinese food. You know, I was trying to remember when we were planning this. We used to drive to Florida every year for Christmas. That's very Jewish. It's a a nice Hebrew migration. Visit the grandparents. We'd get in the car. It would be freezing. We'd stay at Days Inns on the way down until we got to, like, North Carolina where it was just warm enough, and then we would camp because it was cheaper. (laughs) Oh, my God. Your parents are mean. Oh, my God. You have no idea. We would camp, and I think I mentioned this on the the Thanksgiving. Oh, my Jews camped. On the Thanksgiving show, we would stop at Hickory Farms and eat all the samples for lunch. Wow. Yeah. You've so out-jewed my parents. Yeah. And then we would get to Miami, and we would stay with my grandparents and do the whole Miami thing. Erica, will you go with me um, on a date to um, um, Walks and Locks? Yeah. (laughs) Sure. I don't even know what that is, but I'll go. Because my friends, I I don't have the link or anything. I don't have anything official, but my friends do this thing called Walks and Locks. Yeah. Totally. I want in. I'm in. Let's go. It's but, made for us. But after, um, oh, someone's waving, Chester. After. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a real elf. Coming that's our Christmas wow. elf. <laughs> Is that Hermie, the elf? After the whole Miami thing was, you know, years done. Yeah, like movies, laundry. It's always a good day to do laundry. Like the laundry room was always empty. <laughs> Vietnamese food. Mostly, though. Not Chinese. Because you know what? I feel like in New York, it's hard to find Chinese food now in the I, neighborhood. I think Chinese food is making a comeback in New York. Am I, am is I it starting wrong about to? this? I'm feeling a From total, different regions. I'm feeling maybe. like a total yeah. vibe with like a couple of uh, new restaurants in the East Village. And I was just reading oh, about one maybe. on the West Side. Like, but like really ex- you know, exceptionally um, good Hunan food. Hunan and Xi'an. Like those like, other regions. Like, yeah. like, like, like real, make... like, like, like knock your balls up your ass spicy Hunan wow. food. Like the real deal, not American general chill bullshit. Yeah, because I feel like in, like in my greater neighborhood in Brooklyn, there are no more just like sit down Chinese. Oh, I love a, I love a lazy Susan. But like you know the old <laughs> Kanji village. Yeah, but they like there's none left. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna make my gratuitous plug for Taiwanese food that I do on every single you know media appearance I ever do, which is that Taiwanese food. Woo, Taiwanese. <laughs> Where can we get good Taiwanese? It's the new Chinese food, um, mostly in my home. In Taiwan. All right. Uh, All right. Taiwan. Christmas. That's right. Where's that? Um, give us Tom, the address. I live in Williamsburg. Right. I hate myself a little bit, but I also kind of <laughs> love myself. Well, it's time to move well, that's, back that's to kind of Jewish of you. <laughs> a little self-loathing, a little self-loving, you know, exactly. a little confusion. We hate ourselves. You could, you could be an honorary Jew, like yeah. We'll we accept you into our tribe. So I want to tell you about my first encounter with um, Jewish food um, and <laughs> so people. I'm so glad you said food. Um, I, I grew up in um, L.A. <laughs> uh, and so there's Canthers? Jewish people there. Um, both of the Persian type and also of the other type, which is that they eat matzo ball soup. Ashkenazi. And then the matzo ball soup was amazing because it's like every culture, every kid in the world has their version of chicken soup. Right. And for me, it was amazing to have matzo ball soup because it's so delicious. Well, it depends who makes it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it I could see. be a big lead ball. It could in be a, you know. bad. Yeah, it could be bad. could be good. But it's true. Chicken soup is universal. I would like to commend you for your matzo ball soup. <laughs> me? I you make a really good of one. All... Do you put, you'd use a little good. seltzer? It's what my grandmother told yes, me. Yes, of course. Seltzer, seltzer and chicken fat. Yeah. Schmaltz. 
little schmaltz, yeah. little seltzer. I know the word. Lady, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Jews and Asians, we're all the same. <laughs> well, oh, we were so. talking earlier in the week about Jews and their connection to Christmas because Jews yes. have written some of the best Christmas oh. movies. Yeah, Irving Berlin. Mm. Irving well, Berlin. Well, you Irving know, Berlin, believe it or not, has his detractors. Well, detractor. Detractor. In doing this research, like there's the Ramones Christmas song, Jews. Um, <laughs> Christmas swagger, Princess Superstar, part Jewish. Uh, Run Rudolph Run, Johnny Marks. He wrote a whole bunch well, of Johnny Christmas Marks wrote songs. tons of Christmas songs. Yeah. But Garrison Keillor is upset that Jews wrote Christmas songs. He wrote... I'm upset that Garrison Keillor is still on the air. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. (laughs) He wrote this piece that was published in the Baltimore Sun. If you don't believe Jesus was God, okay, go write your own damn silent night and leave ours alone. This is spiritual piracy and cultural elitism, and we Christians have stood for it long enough. And all those lousy holiday songs by Jewish guys that trash up our malls every year? Rudolph and the Chestnuts and the rest of that dreck. Did one of our guys write, Grab your lopers, come along if you wanna, we'll blow that shofar for Rosh Hashanah? No, we didn't. Motherfucker. Wow. What is... No, no, seriously, I want to I I stomp on his wow. fucking thorax and, like, rip his head off of his fucking neck. Is he handing out soap in the showers, too? It's, it's, it's about that, right? And yet, there was where was the outrage of this? I was because he's two so years old. I always and... hated that guy. Yeah, now you know why. I can't stand that show. The sound of his voice <laughs> makes me, like, want to have a, like... Uh, well, it was Frank- a cheese grater to his fucking head. Yeah. Frankly, yeah. as um, um, a, a non-partisan Chinese person, I feel that <laughs> he is probably envious of your wittiness because at a very yeah. young age, I realized that Jewish people are not just religious, but they're also extremely, extremely outrageously funny. funny. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what kept us alive all those years. In the one right, it's the humor. All the... <laughs> <laughs> From suffering comes comes the humor. funny. <laughs> comes the funny. But fucking Garrison yeah. Keillor, you know, I read that when what a you said that to me. A complete douche. It's like, you know, oh, we don't make fun of your show for Rosh Hashanah? Like, early Berlin? Yeah. I yeah. Early fucking Berlin? Yeah, White Neil, Christmas. Neil Diamond released the, the Jewish Elvis, released two Christmas albums, Barbara okay, Streisand. Okay, that I will give you. That is appropriation. <laughs> that I will give you. Barbara has a Christmas album, at least you one. Know, you know, because once you make a Christmas record, the next is a hip-hop record. I mean, that train's on time every day, always. But, you know, for, the, for these fucking kids. I'm but, fine with but, that. But Johnny Marks was a great songwriter. So many great songwriters. And, you know, he wrote, did he write Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? Yeah. Right? I mean, where do you guys, how do you guys feel about uh, all those rankin but the, wonderful the, Christmas? I love the those. The big joke here that you're missing, and I'll, I'll let you have it if you want, because you're, <laughs> you're the you, Jew man. here, is that the, the most famous uh, song, or probably the most famous song Johnny Marks wrote was Silver and Gold. <laughs> a Jew's Christmas song is called Silver and Gold. Well, see, uh, yeah. there's, see, there's a punchline here somewhere. See, it, see it, took a, it took you to make that joke the same way it took an anti communist like Nixon to go to China. See, I can Santa Claus is a black man. Can I put myself out there um, for ridicule? Um, so, what does it mean to like really be obsessed with Michael Bublé around the holidays? <laughs> I don't think you're going to find your answer. It in just this means room. you have really bad taste. <laughs> like, I know, but I like his voice, though. You know what? You know what, Leite? You're my new best friend because secretly I like his voice, too. But oh! I could never listen to him. 
You guys can have a double. You can go to Walks and Locks and then go to a Michael Bublé concert. It's really probably right. at like Mohegan Sun. I don't even know what that's that is. Yeah, and like Asians love to gamble, so we could go to Mohegan Sun. I and I don't really know a lot about him. And but I hate to gamble, being you know. Is Michael Bublé <laughs> Jewish or is he more like wasp? What's Bublé? It's like Bublicious. Well, I think he changed it from Weiss. Yeah. <laughs> or bubble I steam. I want to talk about Rankin Bass. I want to talk about all those groovy yeah. all those great TV shows, right? Both Jewish yeah, names. That, Rankin Bass, those are so great because you can like actually see the craft. Yes. yes. You can That's see so the handwork. It's not like CG. It's not like so slick. Like they're they're sort of klutzy and sort of awkward and you can like see that it was done by hand. It's so and the humor's, good. The humor's pretty The humor's advanced. good. You know, songs and that abominable snowman. So what about the Grinch and Hermie the I like, elf? I like the Grinch. I mean, I I don't you think Hermie was Jewish? He had he wanted to Hermie be a dentist. Was Jewish. Was a yeah. Jewish Hermie was too, Jewish and Fagala. Yeah, Fagala <laughs> Jew. Yeah. yeah. What about what about dating around the holidays? Well, well, oh. now is the perfect time to date. Are you single? Sort of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Christmas. I just thought I found a way to to fit in. <laughs> Do you want to meet a nice Jewish boy? Um, I mean, I think at one point that seemed like it would be appealing, and then now I'm just open. Let's let's uh mm. ma- well we will be doing a romance show on um I'm independent in February. <laughs> and we, we will be doing we will be doing the holiday mess for Valentine's Day. Yeah, you I heard think... it here. Look, Aaron's saying thumbs up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, yes. Maybe we'll play the dating game with people who don't know each other. Oh, oh. <laughs> as opposed to the newlywed game with people who pretend that they do. Yes, but okay. So speaking of Love Actually, can we? Somewhere. Is this like an okay time yeah. to talk movies? Yeah, let's talk movies. Okay, so Love Actually is like because that's best... what you do if you're Jewish on Christmas. You go to the movies. Thing romantic. ever, of course. Um, because it's a sh- the movie that is like a romantic comedy and totally cheesy, but also like I think men also like this movie. So that's my Love favorite. Actually. Yeah. Really... I'm more of a bad Santa kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Jack, you got that clip? One second. Yeah. Or <laughs> Trading Places. That's my other favorite uh, Christmas movie. Come on, Dan Rockwell. Right You're pretty regular for a Santa. No, it's not that big a fucking deal. It's just a job, you know what I mean? I'm an eating, drinking, shitting fucking Santa Claus. Prove it. Oh, can I at least take this hat off? No, I love that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what was that from? That bad Santa. That was from SantaCon, oh. 2013. <laughs> We're joined by an elf, a real live elf, Reverend Chen. Hi. You Welcome. How did you guys hey, book Jack, an elf? How does that work? Well, I still remember if you remember seeing me. Yeah, this... Well, I remember seeing the other people that were in your show. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I saw you. Are you an actual ordained reverend? Yeah. We've got. Can we an get elf. closer to the mic. 
Yeah, but you're a real elf. We have a lot of actually uh, male order ministers here tonight. You, Spiro, and uh, I'm I'm Reverend Mike. I am. I was ordained really? in 1988 in the Church of Gospel Truth when it was real, yo, when I had to actually go to the store and buy the National Enquirer, cut the coupon out <laughs> with scissors, put it in a paper envelope, write a paper check, mail it to California, and then with wait. Which, compared wow. to this like internet generation of just getting ordained instantly, is like going to fucking seminary school, let me tell you. It's like you sent it by I, a Pony I paid, Express. I, I paid my dues. Yeah. You put you in waited time. For that to come I'm real, yo. Yeah. yeah, I think it was 1992 I became a minister, and it was because I was at a thrust show in um, Williamsburg, and someone said, I'm a minister, and I said, oh, cool, how'd you get to be one? And they went, oh, the back of Rolling Stone. So I wrote in... And that's the bad it. part is you had to buy Reverend, I like Stone. your leopard prince sleeves. Thanks. I think that's very Reverend like. Your cassock. Your leopard. Cassock. Thanks, ladies. So, how's the elf business going, Jen? You got any? You got any uh, well, it's shit. <laughs> like all of the. Yeah. But, yeah, like, uh, I mean, the recession hits elves the hardest. <laughs> I've always heard that. And uh, we don't really have a whole lot of room for. Uh, it's hard outside for an elf. Not a lot of upward mobility for elves. Well, Why the am I such a I literally got on the subway at 6:45 to get to Brooklyn from the Lower East Side. Granted, my um, navigation skills are not the best. And Hopstop is not the best, so I'd just like to publicly apologize for being extremely late. It's totally fine. You made it. Have some, Thank have you. some cid- cider, but okay, so can I... We unearthed some cider from the refrigerator. Judy, I've been looking so forward to, to this, this actual, the practical part of the show. Yes. Okay? This is a helping we've been having We've been having fun. We've been singing. We're drinking over here. We've got elves. We've got chefs. We've got musicians. But Judy's going to call her therapist. Now. I'm going to call my therapist. Oh, my God, I can't wait. Oh. <laughs> and... I, I, I presume because you are a model of sanity that, you're, that, that your therapist must be a font of wisdom and healing vibes. Is it Dr. Phil? No. I have a lovely therapist named Leslie Fabian. She works in Union Square, which is where like every therapist in New York works, I believe. Um, and she's She's got some good information for the holidays. Well, let's ring her up because we, we all need help. Because holidays, holidays is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I mean, she goes I by mean, the name of Dr. Oz, generally on television. <laughs> no, 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 no. Is she here, Jack? She's on her way. Dr. Leslie. <laughs> Dr. Oz. Because, man, God, you know, I want to But I can tell you the holiday, Thanksgivings, and it's not obviously not Christmas for me, but just like, you know. I've got a therapist on line three. Crazy Republicans and drunks and. Leslie? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to us. You're on live on um, Heritage Radio Network. I've told them all you're a wonderful therapist and you're available for new patients, I believe. I can give out. Me, your- me, me. <laughs> oh, you're promoting me. You're plugging me. I love it. Yes, um, well, you know. Well, Judy's well, your best you so advertisement. She's so sane. <laughs> so together. So together. Thank you for inviting me on. Hi, Mike. Hi, Judy. Hi. Um, so what I wanted to do is get a little practical information for our listeners. How do you deal with the, the person who gives you, like, the passive-aggressive gift, like a scale or, <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like or like the dress that they think you should wear, or something, something really horrible like that. What, how do you respond to that? Well, you know, it's funny because everybody stresses out before the holidays, but there's a couple of good things to remember, and one is the difference between reaction and response. 
so the reaction may be to say something nasty back, right? Like, yes. Like, hmm, you know, or I don't know, them. I was thinking of getting that for you, but I actually thought it might hurt your feelings. Uh-huh. Um, but, but the best is to leave that in the realm of fantasy. We don't really say it, and we choose our response, which is usually on the holidays something like, thank you very much. Holidays aren't the time to confront our family. All it does is reinforce all those things that they've been setting us up for, all that passive-aggressive behavior you were talking about. Uh So it's best we try to avoid it. You're obviously not Jewish. (laughs) Have have a drink. Can I ask um, how she feels about Professional Secretary's Day? Professional Secretary's Day? Yes, I just rep- I think they're administrative assistants. Yeah, yeah that's true. That shit. It's Professional Secretary's Day, and it always will be. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Um, well, probably the truth is that every day should be administrative, professional administrative assistance Day because they're so helpful and probably so underpaid compared to their boss. But <laughs> I think we're slightly a far field here. What about, oh, you are so good at getting me back on topic, too. I love this. I love this. Okay, so what about when you go to your family and you, um, you know, they want to talk about those people or socialist president or, you know, something (laughs) really horrible and racist? Like, what what do you say? Um, How can you change the topic? Okay, well, look, the other thing is we have to manage our expectations when we go into the holidays, which is... don't believe that for some reason this year everybody's going to be magically different and say all the right things. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So, Probably the opposite will like- happen. I've been training my parents for 48 years. I think they get it fucking right by now. <laughs> That's a lot of managing. Um, but um, probably the best thing to do in a case like that is, you know, the old, I, you know, it's best not to talk about politics on the holidays. Um, a phrase that I kind of like is, well, the thing to understand is nothing disarms an argument faster than agreeing with somebody. So you can say <laughs> something which says something like, well, I hear what you're saying, and I understand that you feel very passionately about that. Okay. But that doesn't mean that you have to go along with it. You know, part of our development when we grow up is that we realize that we don't always have to say everything that's on our mind, and we don't always have to champion our cause, even when we know we're right. So, <laughs> Thank you so much, voice Leslie. Of reason. <laughs> you are the you are the only voice of reason today. Have, have a great night. I'm so sorry. Try <laughs> again. Have a great night, and I'll see you very soon. Okay. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy Thanks, holidays. You too. And again, Bye. obviously not Jewish. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> or the only one who doesn't. You know what, guys? Time to, to take a break for the Heritage Radio Network. I'm getting the semaphore from Aaron in the booth. Uh, this is Arts and Seizure in the Holiday Right, broadcasting live from Roberta's. We're going to take five. Oh, it's, oh, it's Princess, Princess Superstar. Superstar. Can you dig it? All right. We'll be back in a minute with more.
Like what you hear so far? Support the network and become a member. Membership helps us bring you the best food radio in the world and gives you access to thousands of dollars in discounts at the sustainably-minded businesses that support us. To become a member, visit heritageradionetwork.org today. All right, we're back. It's the Holiday Ride, Volume 2, XXXMS, Special Edition of Arts and Seizure. Mike Edison here with Judy McGuire and a cavalcade of stars. Oh, man, that was some good advice we got from uh, your shrink, Judy. Dude, I, I totally love the way you announce things. It's like everything's either a truck pull or a freaking wrestling match. <laughs> but, yeah, back to Judy's shrink, who's also my fucking shrink. Um, well, the family yeah. that shrinks together. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and, and I pay her for advice that says you don't have to, you know, you don't have to actually say what's on your mind. I was like, Pfft. I know. I'm like Leslie. You need to repeat that a few. Yeah, times how's that working for there. you, Spiro? Yeah. Well, you know. The two of us never laugh so hard. It's like, oh yeah, well, you don't have to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Wait, Please. you should what's think next? first. A fat guy coming down the chimney. <laughs> No, no, I mean, that's the, in my family, if you don't say the first thing that comes into your mind, okay, that's when there's something really wrong. Your family is word war all the time. You sound yeah. like you're at war. They'll be talking in Greek, yeah. and I don't this know is, what the hell they're saying, and it just sounds like they're like, saying, like, fuck you, fuck no, you, no, fuck this you, is what fuck it you, sounds like. This is what it sounds like to Judy. And Judy's like, what's going on? I like, talking about the garbage. Take the garbage out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what my family sounds like, too. Where are you from? The North Pole. I'm from Elfland. I don't know. I'm on holidays. Um... You know, when, when the Jews get together, those other things. Um, the right-wing nincompoop that my mom married. I mean, he goes out of his way to pick a fight. It's not even just sort of, you know, seeing what's on his mind. It's like he's been waiting all day for me to show up to say, so you still support that Kenyan in, in office? Dude, it's... You know, I, would, I, 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 would, I wouldn't wipe my ass with that thing you call the New York Times. It's like, where does this come from? It's like, you, you show up at the door. It's like, bam! It's, it's not, not organic to be out of a conversation, you know? It's nothing... It could, it could be worse. It could be worse. Look, my family is so liberal... It's ridiculous. And it's you not never, ridiculous. No, it's uh, no, no. I mean, they're real. We're really like obnoxiously liberal, myself included. But we still argue about, you know. It, 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 no, I understand you agree with me, but you don't agree enough. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> That's kind of Jewy. It is. It is loud and kind of Jewy, but in Greek. <laughs> and I think the food is better, except for on Easter when the, it's an eyeball holiday. Yeah, you guys do some. Do you cook some? Big funky mess, right? Guts. We cook. We cook this thing called cocorezzi, right? Cocorezzi is basically everything no one else eats. The sweetbread. Well, actually, every, a lot of people like sweetbreads, but the hearts, the lungs, the whole deal. They're skewered and then wrapped with the intestines and slowly cooked, and it's awesome. I think I saw this on. I thought I saw this on Hannibal. Yeah, it's so nasty, and it's always like, let's try to make the white girl eat it. <laughs> oh, you're so funny! It's been nine years. I get that joke. How you grow, Tom? You have a nice Midwest Christmas. You're going home for the first time in many years. Is it going to be like nice, uh, nice? Uh, I don't know. What do you guys I'm eat out there in Decop? Um, you know, it's it's. Uh... I don't know. I haven't been there in 28 years. <laughs> My last 28 wow. years here in New York for Christmas is me, you know, behind the bar because everybody else went home for Christmas. So I just kind of worked. Is Christmas a good day at the bar? 
Yeah. Meet all the other lonesome losers out there. The Jews. I'd like to point out that I've been at that bar. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there too. Tell you what. Um, how about another song, Tom? You feeling like another another song in you? I didn't know what to do since uh, you know I just found out about this a couple days ago, but. I've never seen the Rolling Stones, but I, I did play a Ronnie Spector, Joey Ramone Christmas show once, and uh, the special guest was, they thought it was going to be Bruce Springsteen, and then Keith Richards walked in, and um, I never saw the Stones, but I got to see him do this song five times at Soundcheck, or four times, fucking amazing, and I was uh, in the dressing room trying to ignore him, just the two of us, and he came up and he said, don't worry about it, mate, I fucking rewrote the words to Run Rudolph, Run Today, <laughs> It's fucking amazing. It's just like a caricature of himself. But out of all the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. But Run Rudolph ran off way too far behind. One Run Rudolph said, "I gotta make it to town." Rock and roll Christmas, can you dig it? All right, Christmas is over. Let's talk about my least favorite <laughs> night of the year, New Year's Eve. Uh, <laughs> amateur hour. Oh. Oh. Says the 28-year-old in the booth. It's pretty bad, huh, Jack? Uh, if, if, see, even I know that. It's <laughs> fucking amateur hour. You think something is worse than Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yes, New Year's. New Year's. <laughs> Definitely worse. But... St. Patrick's Day I might be worse side. than all of them. Sure. New, Year's, New Year's Eve, I've I've seen people like shot and stabbed, and and, and not once have I ever gone out to a party stack and come home anything but alone. <laughs> Can we just bring it back to Pro Sec Day? <laughs> the only holiday I ever celebrate. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's Spir- on New Year's Eve, Spiro's family celebrates Christmas. Well, no, no, we, we give. See, there's an old tradition that I think my mother actually made up to save money. <laughs> to save money, because she's where Greeks actually give uh, gifts on Saint uh, Saint Nicholas's Day, which is supposed to be New Year's, right? Now, this makes Christmas so much less stressful because after all, every other moron is out there fucking trampling one another at Walmart. I go, hmm. Everything's on sale. Everything's on sale. I can just go at my leisure and pick up whatever useless shit I want to buy them, you know? So. And it means we don't have to worry about going to a party. Yes, yes. We, yeah, we, it, uh, it is the best. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been doing this for almost our entire relationship because we were never together on Christmas in the early years. And she would go to Jersey and I would go anywhere to else. Wherever, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but yeah. eventually we started, you know, Damn. together and we celebrate Christmas on New Year's. And it is so much easier because I do all the shopping for her and the dog. <laughs> Between Christmas and New Year's when everybody's already at home and, and things are everything's price. on sale. Yeah. That's the greatest. And you don't have to go out on New Year's and you get gifts on New Year's. Yeah. She passes up at eleven thirty and <laughs> that's that's I watch the ball drop. It's the best. I, it's I that's ideal. I, mean, I went out once in New York on, on New Year's Eve. And how how did that go for you? I watched a girl fire dance at five in the morning while the sun came over the West Village, and I think that was. It's not going to get any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all downhill after that. Dude, I, wa- I watched a friend of mine get stabbed on New Year's Eve. I mean, it's just the fucking worst. I mean, a couple of Valium, a bottle of wine, send out for a pizza, Twilight Zone marathon, you know, and you know, wait to see if like Dick Clark actually has a stroke on live television because <laughs> oh, because it would man. suck for that to happen and to have missed it live, oh, you know. Man. But that's it. Twelve oh five. You know, I'm unconscious. It was rough. They, they kept letting me on TV every time I saw him. I was like, oh, yipes. Yeah, so that was sad. pretty rough. But I don't think you have a good New Year's until you wake up in a bathtub with nothing but your socks on. And you're like, how did I get here? And hopefully there's no scars on your on your kidneys and you're not in a bed of ice. That happened to me. And in your socks. Friend, you don't have to wait to New Year's for that to happen. Oh, no. That's, that's a Thursday night where I'm from. Were you at last I, I New like Year's party? I might have been. My last, <laughs> my last Christmas party, I got a text from a friend the next morning that said, "Oh God, I just woke up in Bellevue," yeah, yeah. and I said, "Oh no!" Text back, and yeah, and and then texted back, but I escaped. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking passed out in a cab, and the cab driver didn't know what to do with him, so they, you know, uh, called the cops. Oh no, Bellevue. But he escaped. It's cool. You know, as a chef, all I ever did was work on New Year's Eve for so many years. Like, I never really went out and experienced it because I was just cooking for other people who were pretending to have a good time. And it always seemed kind of pathetic, the whole thing. It was, like, very enforced. Yeah. Now I just stay home, and I'm usually asleep by 11. It's kind of lame. I know. It's pathetic. (laughs) What about you? Um, New Year's Eve, trying to find the exact right mix of good people and not like spending a jillion dollars on shitty drinks with all the plebeians out there you know it's a real tough life so new year's eve is up there with like valentine's day and mother's day it's like amateur night and you try to avoid mother's day yeah mother's day was like mother's day was always when like all the people came into restaurants who didn't belong there who didn't really love their moms yeah and the moms wanted everything well done (laughs) 
<laughs> so I totally I'm going to La Bernadette on this Wednesday with fabulous food ladies and people I actually like nice. um, but then um, the last two times I went to La Bernadette was um, you know on Valentine's Day <laughs> So that was before I became like cool. You know what? Fuck the Bernadine. I'm gonna say something about that fucking place. Me and Judy went there. I swear to God. Hey, the food was eh. All right, but this is what really fucking bothered me was the fact that you gotta wear a jacket to go there, right? I fucking sweat. I'm a swathy Greek. It fucking happens, right? I think right? you really look really wanna... hot in a jacket. Yeah, yeah. And, no, no. I'm fucking styling. But the yeah. problem is that it's fucking. Yeah. They got the heat up there for the fucking eighty year olds, and you gotta fucking wear the jacket. And I wanna fucking eat, and I'm sweating like a fucking dog. <laughs> You know, I'm just like, I just want to eat my fucking snails without fucking dripping onto my glasses. What the fuck is the problem here? That, I mean, like, like, the they, thing they, is it was always doubles when Paul's around. <laughs> <laughs> but the, I mean, it's like I have my jacket behind my, like, I have to wear a jacket, you know? I'm Meanwhile, like, I'm shivering in my dress. In your strappy little number. dress. I went to Le Bernardin <laughs> once for lunch, and the sommelier came over and he said, Do you want some wine? And I said, Sure, I'll have a glass of, you know, something. I like wines from Spain. <laughs> And he's like, oh, I have a great wine from Spain for you. You'll love it. I was like, great. I'll take a glass. And then the check came. <laughs> the glass. Surprise. The glass. Thirty six dollars. Thirty dollars. Oh my god. For a glass. Diamond dash. Thirty dollars. <laughs> couple little pieces of raw fish. Just well, don't have babies. You might be able oyster. to afford it. Yeah. And the message is, stay home. Don't stay go to home. Bernardine. <laughs> well, of all places, but need Really quick, one thing is, it's the best holiday to DJ on, though. I'll tell you that much. It's very easy. Because yeah, it was always the worst, worst thing. Very easy. The worst night to have a gig on. I always found, Tom, because people were drunk. They weren't paying attention to the oh, yeah, band. Yeah, you ended up going on three in the morning. Playing the World Series when they had the, 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 the game on the fucking TV set, you know? When you're up there. <laughs> it, it was always the worst. Yeah. It was because people were just too and fucked up. there's one asshole hit. in the crowd going, brown-eyed girl. <laughs> <laughs> It never fails. Is that the new Freebird or something? Like it's it's it's, it's the sensitive the person's Freebird. <laughs> my favorite my favorite DJ saying was I don't know if you guys know Michael T. He's a DJ. He's he's done a lot of parties around here. But um, you know when people come up to him, he does stuff at Grand Victory or whatever. And people come up to him and they go, "I want you to play X, Y, or Z." He goes, "When you can stuff a dollar up my ass, <laughs> I will play what you want. Now get the fuck away from me." <laughs> you know. Judy McGuire. New Year's Eve was the night I actually learned how to shuck oysters really well because I was working at Savoy. We had oysters on the menu. It was New Year's Eve. Of course, I was working. And I had to shuck 500 oysters. So, you know, that's how you get good at something. You do it 500 times. You get really good. I know about that. That's a a good resolution for 2014 New Year's resolutions. So I'm, like, doing this piece about New Year's resolutions. What are your New Year's resolutions? To never shuck another oyster. Shock. <laughs> shock, 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 shock. To shock. figure out what the fuck kind of resolution I could have. <laughs> I just want a new place to live. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. And he's like, <laughs> well, on this happy note. <laughs> I just got a text from my brother in Illinois. He's listening to this two-year-old son, and he just thanked us for teaching his kid the F-bomb. <laughs> well, well well, God bless us, everyone. Here we are. The Heritage Holiday Ride, Volume 2, Exodus Special Edition of Arts and Seizure. Let's go out with a song. Tom, kick me an old school country beat. Thanks to everyone out there in Radio Land. Special thanks to Aaron and Jack in the booth. What do we got going on here? I wandered so aimless, life filled with sin. I wouldn't let my Savior in. 
that Jesus came like a stranger in the night. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. I saw the light. I saw the light. No more darkness, no more So happy the Father will say, Praise the Lord, I saw the light. It's like a blind man I wandered alone. listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.